Hey, what's up you guys? Welcome back to another episode of You're Not Alone, the game show in the form of a podcast all about myths, urban legends, conspiracies, all of the things that we don't fully understand. I'm your host, Connor Merck, and the way the game works is three stories are going to be told, two of which are from people that claim that these stories are true, that they've really happened, and one that is a fake story. It is up to my guests and everyone at home to find out which is the fake story. So, today we are talking about urban legends, and today's guest is my dad, Jared Merck. Professor, an English professor. Hey everyone. Hey Connor, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm ready to hear some urban myths and legends and some true stuff. Alright, so let's get right into it. So, um, a few things I want to clear up first. Um, you guys might be wondering why I haven't posted in two weeks. Um, last episode, I was going to tell you that I was taking a break. For two weeks, I was gonna skip two episodes, but I forgot to, so, um, sorry about that. That's why I haven't been posting, so I'm glad we got all that cleared up. Second thing, um, my, um, everybody listening, or most people, um, some of you have been asking if this podcast is based off of True Myths One Lie, and it's a lot like it. It is, so, um... You know, I listened to True Myths One Lie, it ended, I'm keeping the fun going, you know? So that's how that's gonna work. Hey Connor, looks like we have another guest again. I believe she was a guest last week as well, or yep. your last podcast? Yep. Patches. Patches. Hey girl. Alright, and then, one more thing today, I'm going, we got three stories obviously. I am going from less intense to more intense. So the most intense is at the last. The second one, the second one is my favorite. I also like the third one and the first one. The second is my favorite. Okay, so, Dad, are you ready to jump into story number one? I am ready. I can't wait to hear it. What you got? All right, story number one. So, a mother and a daughter were traveling together in Europe. When they arrived in Paris, they booked into a luxury hotel. The mother was feeling quite sick and decided to go to bed early. The daughter was a little worried and sent the hotel doctor who examined the mother and wrote out a prescription. The daughter then set out into the city to find a pharmacy and buy the medicine for her mother. What should have been a simple errand ended, out, ended up taking the daughter almost four hours, mainly because she spoke little or no French. She searched the entire city and eventually managed to find a pharmacy that was still open. The frustrated daughter arrived back at the hotel with the medicine, only to discover that her mother's room com was completely empty. Her mother um, was gone, um, and it was as if her mother had just vanished into thin air. In fact, the hotel room looked completely different. The carpet, the wallpaper, and even the curtains had different patterns. The bed was made and looked as if it had never been slept in. All of their luggage was nowhere to be found. When the confused daughter stopped a cleaning lady in the corridor and asked where her mother was, she was met with a blank stare. In fact, all of the hotel staff 
denied ever seeing the mother and daughter before. The hotel manager even said she had no record of them ever checking in to the hotel. And that is the end of story number one. I'm going to give you some time to discuss. Go. So what's crazy here is we have a mother, and a mother would never leave their children. Right? Her children? Connor, would I ever leave you? No. I hope not. Well, sometimes I got to get away for a few minutes. But no, I would never leave like that. So the fact that we have a mother and and then what's really weird here is like the whole the hotel staff saying, we don't even know what you're talking about. We've never seen her. It's almost like she made this up in her mind. It's almost like she was dreaming this or something. Either that or it's a big old conspiracy and everybody's in on it. Like somebody made the mother disappear and the hotel was in on it. Well, how I, does that explain the carpets and the wallpapers and... Well, I guess the if the hotel was in on it, they would have had to have done some of that work themselves, some of the remodeling, the cleaning, well, yeah, right, I to make guess, it look I mean, different. I guess the girl was gone for four hours, you know. Yeah, that would be a lot to do in four hours. I hope that this one's not true. Let me just say that because this would be quite the conspiracy, and there'd be a lot of people involved in it, and I don't want that to be true. Okay. Although I would like to go stay at a nice French hotel. <laughs> Let me just state that for the record. But not one that's part of a conspiracy and is going to make me disappear. All right. So. And I do parlez-vous français. Un petit. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dad, are you ready to jump into story number two? Yeah, should I stop pontificating here about story number one? Uh... Sure. Okay. Let's yeah. Sure, let's, Mr. English Professor. <laughs> let's do number two. I'm ready. Okay. Um, this one is more intense than the last one. So if you thought the last one was intense. Well, let me have another drink of my beverage then if it's going to be intense. Just to prepare okay. myself. Okay. Story number two. A girl was sitting on the subway late one night, and she noticed that the woman sitting directly across from her was staring intently at her. The woman was sitting between two old men. The girl kept looking away, but the woman wouldn't break eye contact with her. The stare was beginning to freak the girl out. At the next stop, a new passenger got on. It was a tall man in a gray trench coat. He sat down next to the girl. The woman paid no attention to the man in the trench coat. She just kept staring at the girl, who was getting more and more creeped out as time went on. The two old men didn't even glance in her direction. She pretended not to notice, but each time she glanced at the strange woman, the stare continued. When the train was pulling into the next stop, the man in the trench coat got up to leave. Suddenly, he grabbed the girl's arm tightly as the doors opened, and he dragged her off the train. The subway door shut, and the train pulled off, leaving the girl alone on the platform with the man in the trench coat. She started screaming for help. Calm down, said the man. I just saved your life. I didn't mean to scare you, but I had to get you off that train. The woman sitting opposite of you was dead, and the two men beside her were propping her up. And that is the end of story number two. My goodness. If the woman was dead, no wonder she was staring. But how creepy would that be? Have you ever had somebody stare at you before? Uh-uh. No? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not it's creepy. For that long. 
and right. not a dead woman. Right. That's what I was going to say. You know, anytime somebody stares at you, that's creepy. But a dead person staring at you, that's very creepy. It's kind of like the movie Weekend at Bernie's. You're probably too young for that. But these guys go on vacation and they, they, go, they rent a house. And at the house, when they get there, they discover there's a dead guy. And, and then they're having friends and all that over, so they don't want him to know. So they just, like, prop him up in a chair and pretend like he's still alive. It's kind of a funny movie. Although, uh, it's meant to be funny. Although, this story is pretty creepy, so... This, this one I kind of want to be true, unlike the last one, because I want the guy to have saved her life. You know, that would be a good thing, unlike the last one where we have this massive conspiracy. Yeah, okay. So, um, before we get into story number three, we are going to do a quick minigame. But before we jump into that minigame, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. And we are back. Okay, so today for our mini game, it's not really a game, but it's still fun. We are um, going to, I'm going to tell you guys some scary facts about dreams. So are you ready, Dad? I'm ready. I had a crazy dream last night, but I don't remember it. You ever have those where you wake up and you remember it like in the moment, but then you forget it immediately? Yeah, and you know said you forget it immediately that's funny because the first fact is the average person spends six years of their life dreaming most people have between four and six dreams every night you forget 95 to 99 percent of all the dreams you have yeah that sounds right i think in my case i might forget more than that but i'll tell you what you know a funny dream i had last night i was an all-star hockey player i've never played hockey a day in my life but in my dream i was awesome it was a good dream, and then I woke up and I realized, oh, I'm not a hockey player. I'm just an English professor. I wish I were a hockey player. It'd be a lot cooler. You ever have those dreams where you wake up and you realize, like, oh, it's not true and you're disappointed? Yeah. Like, like for example, have you ever dreamt that you could fly? Oh, yeah. I dreamt that one. And then you wake up and you can't fly, and you're like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> I thought I could fly. That was really fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next fact. Next fact. In dreams... We can only see faces that we have seen in real life before. It's impossible to keep track of thousands of faces that you come across each day. You might not remember the people in your dream, but they are all people you have encountered in your life. So for example, if I were on a train and a dead woman was staring at me, I might dream about her? Yeah, you could. Wow, that's pretty meta. And that adds some extra but creepiness like to there's this. But um, if there's a weird... Karen living across the street from us, but you haven't seen her, you can't dream about her, you know? Right. Huh. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Okay. Next scary fact about dreams. You can't read when you're dreaming. If you are under whether you are dreaming or not, try reading something. Sometimes the text will be fuzzy, garbled, or just symbols, and it won't make any sense. Sometimes if you look away, then look back. It'll say something different, or there will no longer be any writing there. Hmm. That's interesting, too. Alright. 
especially since, you know, I teach writing and reading. So I couldn't teach it in my dream. Okay, next scary fact. You can't tell the time when you're dreaming. Look for things with numbers on them, clocks, phones, etc. Each time you look at a clock, it will tell a different time or the numbers will be garbled or the hands on the clock won't move. It's like the movie Inception. Why? I don't know why I'm... All your stuff today is reminding me of a lot of movies. There's this movie Inception where they have like dreams within dreams, you know, like those different layers. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like the time is a factor. And then they also have the, the spinny things that tell them whether they're actually like dreaming or not, like whether they're in a dream or real life. It's an interesting movie. Anyway, you remind me of this. All right. Anyways, next dream or next scary fact about dreams. You can't turn the lights on or off in a dream. Often light switches and other knobs don't do what they're supposed to in a dream. So huh. one time I had a dream. Um, where it was at this house, you know, and everything was perfectly normal, but all the, like, all the lights were turned off, you know, and it was at night, so, like, I, you couldn't see anything. And, like, if you were to turn on that switch over there, audio listeners, you definitely can't, um, you know, see the switch I'm pointing to, but that switch over there, that, that would probably turn on the basement light or something. I remember trying to get something from the basement, turning on the basement light and it turned on the light in the laundry room wow now this isn't dream related but i have a son who's really bad at turning off lights and so like everywhere he goes you know he just turns the light on and then he they just stay on for hours on end and so i wish he could turn off lights in real life and in his dreams maybe if he could start doing it in his dreams he could start doing it in real life <laughs> hey do you have any suggestions for me on how to get my son to turn off the lights comment below or no don't comment uh i'll leave up <laughs> yes comment below no th there's no comment section i'll leave up a poll uh i'll leave i'll leave up a thing where you can put in text any suggestions to make me turn off lights there you go dad what if i use like a shock collar like on a dog and then every time a light was left on i like gave him just a little shock you think that would train him not to do it i don't know Okay. Anyways, um, next fact. Look at your hands when you are dreaming. Count the number of fingers. Often you will count um, the wrong number of fingers, and the number may change while you are trying to count them. Sometimes the fingers are deformed for the wrong color or have other abnormalities, and they may keep changing when you look at them. Okay, well, as you were saying that fact, I was looking at my hand, and I was counting my fingers. And I have five every time, and they didn't change, and they're not deformed. So clearly, I'm not dreaming right now, which is good to know, because sometimes I wonder if, like, real life is actually a dream. Yeah. Also, the clock over there, it's not, it's, it's working, you know. Also, you left a light on downstairs earlier, so, yeah, I'm not dreaming. <laughs> okay. Next fact. When you are dreaming, try looking at your face in a mirror. There will be something wrong with your reflection. Your hair or skin may be the wrong color. You may be wearing a weird costume, or your reflection may be blurry, or you may not even recognize yourself. That is interesting. Okay, next fact. I hope I look better in my dreams than I do in real life. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Thank you. 
Next fact. My son doesn't think I'm very funny. <laughs> I'm glad you find me funny, Connor. I'm just like, that's funny. Okay. Next fact. This one is a funny one. In dreams, you can't see your nose. Check it next time you're dreaming. Close one eye and try to look at your nose. It won't be there. I'm having a hard time seeing my nose right now. I guess, yeah, there's something there. So I guess I'm not dreaming. But it's kind of hard to see your nose without looking in a mirror. Okay. During REM sleep, you know what REM sleep is? Rapid eye movement. Yep. During REM sleep, your body becomes paralyzed. This is to prevent you acting out your dreams. Oh, yeah. Is that when you get those, like, good tingles? You ever had, like, the dream, you know, where you're, like, your body's kind of tingling when you wake up? Yeah, that must be from REM sleep. And that is good because sometimes I uh, I have acted out my dreams. And I have a son who will remain, remain nameless who used to get up and do things in his sleep. But I think he's not doing that anymore. Have you stopped? I mean, has my son stopped doing that? Yeah. Do you remember when you were younger and used to like get up and walk in your sleep? Yeah, I remember that. That was when I was like, what, nine or ten? Yeah, maybe, but you're not doing that anymore. So that you must be, you said you can't do that in REM sleep. So maybe you're getting more REM sleep, which is a good thing because that's the best kind of sleep, right? Okay, here's another one about REM sleep. Some people suffer from sleep paralysis. During REM sleep, they wake up unable to move and sense an evil presence in the room with them. So you know what sleep paralysis is? Yes. Okay. So someday on this podcast, I'm going to have an episode and the category is going to be sleep paralysis demons. Oh, that sounds scary. I'm glad I'm not going to be on that one. Can I not be your guest for that one? Uh, sure. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah, I, when I was in the, when I had a bunk bed with Taven, um, that, um, I had sleep paralysis then. Yeah. I don't now, and I don't at mom's, but yeah, I had sleep paralysis there a couple times. So was your brother the demon? Nah. No, he's just a minion. And it wasn't, it wasn't with any demon in there. It was just like I wake up, and there's nothing scary about it. I just wake up. I can't look around or can't move. I'm just stuck in one position. You know. That's sleep paralysis is when you're brain is awake but your body isn't you know so anyways okay um all right that is the last fact are you ready to jump into story number three i am those are some interesting facts and it again it reminded me of the movie inception which i can't wait till you're old enough to watch because i think you'll it's it's it'll blow your mind about sleep and dreams okay so and shout out to leo dicaprio who's in it Who's a great actor. All right. Story number number three. A few years ago, there was a wealthy couple who had two young children, a boy and a girl. The family lived in a large house in Newport Beach, California. After taking care of their kids all week, the mother and father decided that they needed a break, so they booked a table for dinner at a nice restaurant. Yeah, a quick side effect. Yeah, or sorry, quick timeout. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. They need a break. Parenting's hard. Sorry, go ahead. 
Okay. So, that evening, they called a teenage girl they know and arranged for her to come over and babysit their children while they were out. When the babysitter arrived, the parents told her to fix supper for the kids and put them to bed. After that, you can just watch TV and help yourself to anything in the fridge, said the father. And, if you wouldn't mind, said the mother, could you watch TV in our bedroom? The kids have been having nightmares recently, so if you hear them crying, you can just go in and calm them down. The babysitter happily agreed, and the parents left for their dinner date. The girl gave the children some milk and cookies, then ushered them upstairs to bed. She started to read them a bedtime story, and before long, the little boy and girl were fast asleep. After tucking them in, she switched the lights off and went to watch TV. When the babysitter walked into the parents' room and sat down, she noticed that there was a creepy-looking clown statue standing in the corner of the room. She tried to ignore it, but it looked so eerie and disturbing that it sent a chill down her spine. She felt as though its eyes were staring straight at her while she watched TV. As time passed, the babysitter started to feel more and more uneasy about the clown statue. Whenever she glanced at it, she got the unsettling feeling that it had moved ever so slightly. Finally, the clown statue began to freak her out so much that she couldn't handle it any longer. She decided to go downstairs and call the parents. When she dialed the number they had left for her, the mother answered. Hi, it's me, said the babysitter. Everything's fine. The kids are fast asleep in bed. But I was just wondering... Would it be okay if I watched TV downstairs? Of course, replied the father, but why? I know it sounds silly, laughed the girl, but the clown statue is really creeping me out. The clown statue? asked the father. Yeah, the clown statue in your bedroom, the girl replied. The phone went silent for a moment. Listen to me very carefully, said the father. Take the children and get out of the house. We will call the police. Go now. What's wrong? asked the girl. The father gulped and replied, We don't have a clown statue. For a second, the babysitter just stood there, stunned. Then she dropped the phone and raced upstairs and grabbed the children. Carrying one under each arm, she raced downstairs again and fled out into the street. Huddled on the sidewalk, comforting the two children, the babysitter looked up at the bedroom window and saw something that made her scream out in horror. Peeking through a gap in the curtains was a white, painted face of a clown. It stared at her for a moment and then sank back into the darkness. Within minutes, the police arrived and cautiously entered the house. In the upstairs bedroom, they found a man dressed in a clown suit. When they arrested him, they found a knife concealed in his costume. The clown turned out to be a mentally disturbed midget who was a convicted murder and cold-blood killer. The evil man had been stalking the family for months, lurking in their attic during the daytime and coming out to sneak around the house at night. For weeks, the children had been complaining about a clown statue that stood in their room and watched them sleep, but the parents just dismissed this as nightmares. That's the end. Wow, that is a creepy story. First of all, clowns in general are creepy. Do you know that McDonald's got rid of their Ronald McDonald, you know, mascot because people were creeped out by him? Because of course they were.
Clowns are creepy. <laughs> so this story scares me. This is probably the scary. This might be scarier than number one, where, you know, it could be like a massive conspiracy, but this is like a crazy clown, and there's nothing scarier than a crazy clown. In fact, I'm not scared of anything in life except for clowns. They creep me out. It's like the only thing I'm scared of, that and getting stuck in an elevator. But that's a whole other issue, and I'm working through it with my therapist. But the clowns, yeah. So that story is creepy because clowns are always creepy, and just hearing that sent tingles up my spine. I hope it's not true. Okay, so... Dad, yes. I'm going to give you some time to talk about the three stories and make your final decision as to which one is the fake story. Go. Okay, well, like I said, you know, as you were telling each story, I want number two to be true because I want to believe that somebody saved the woman's life. Although that's still creepy that two guys had a dead woman propped up on the train, but whatever. I don't want one or three to be true, but because clowns are creepy in real life, and because people know this and dress up as clowns. Which, by the way, there's movies about that. Again, I keep talking about movies like Stephen King's It, which was a great book before it was a movie, and The Joker. There's a reason why people are afraid of clowns, because they are scary. So I don't really want number three to be true either, but I think it probably could be. And I certainly, as I said with number one, I don't not want number one to be true because of the massive conspiracy it would take. So I'm going to have to say that two is true and i hope it is three is true and i hope it's not but i think it is and i'm going with number one is not true so you're locking in story number one yeah but there's a lot of pressure on me because i know your your first two guests got it right and so if i get it wrong i'll be the first guest to get it wrong but yep i gotta do it i'm locking in number one it didn't happen Number one is full of beans. Full of beans, just like Jace. Exactly. Uh, for people that don't know, Jace is Taven. Taven is my brother. Jace is Taven's friend. He's full of beans. He's a wonderful kid. Okay. Love him to death. Dad? Yes. It is story number one. Yes. It's a fake story. Yes. <laughs> Three times in a row, they got it right. Man, I need to I need to up up my game. Yeah, either that or you need uh, you know, dumber guests, I guess. Not dumber, just more gullible, perhaps? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take notes. Um, alright, so. Dad, is there anything you want to say to the audience before I end? I just want to say, you know, thanks for having me on. This was fun. And thank goodness story number one wasn't true. And man, how horrible is it that story number three is true? Connor, if you ever see a clown anywhere near... Near anywhere near our house please scream and run and let me know so i can scream and run too okay thank you yep i also have the thing the thingamajig on my phone where if i rapid click the log button it automatically calls the police oh please do that anytime you see a clown anywhere just call the police i'll just anytime i see a clown i'm just gonna stay still grab my phone behind my back and rapid click the Side That's a great idea. Even if we're at the circus and you see a clown, let's go ahead and do that because it's still scary. Okay, then. Well, thank you guys very much for listening to this episode. Um, I'm going to have a new episode on Saturday. As you know, I'm not taking any breaks this time, just so you know. 
And thank you for listening. Make sure you like and follow. I will leave a poll um, where you can tell us tips for me actually to turn the lights off. So thanks for listening. Make sure you follow wherever you're listening. And I will see you next Saturday. Bye, guys.